Hello everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned into the Abide Podcast with your home girl. It is the one only Misha Solanda. I am so excited to be back here with you guys and to just uh, get to finally share, you know, just the goodness of the Lord with you. Um, I have been gone for a minute, but it hasn't been, you know, out of just laziness or me not wanting to post or whatever the case may be. But I have been on a sabbatical of sorts. Um, the Holy Spirit just called me into a time of... I'm gonna need you to break away from all of that. But before we get into this episode, let me just holler at you guys, say what's up, what's good. I hope you guys are all well. Um, and because this is abide, I am doing audio, but she came back with a new thing, child. The Lord says, Do you not perceive it? I am doing a new thing. Um, so I do have a, um, a visual version of this on YouTube. So if you're listening on Spotify, you can also get it on YouTube. And if you're only watching me on YouTube, shout out to you. But you can also get it on Spotify, Apple, um, what's it, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts. We're available, we're everywhere. Okay. I'm so excited to just come back and, and hang out with you guys. So today, today okay it's been a minute but i'm back by the grace of the lord um and today we are going to be starting a new breakdown now for those of you who've been following my youtube channel you know that i think a few months back i started doing something called the model prayer breakdown which was essentially just me breaking down um the prayer found in matthew um chapter six you know how jesus teaches us to pray he says um, pray in this manner. And what I did was I broke down each verse and I, and I tried with the help of the Holy Spirit to give an understanding and a depth to each verse, you know, because we find that when we're familiar with something, when we're familiar with a certain scripture, we just read through it or we just go through it and don't actually think and ponder right. Or have a seller moment on it. And the Holy Spirit just led me to be like, yo, break down that portion of scripture and let them understand, help them understand that it's deeper, right? It's deeper than just saying it and moving on. So in my sabbatical, which is, I'm going to do a story time about it on my YouTube. You guys can go, if you're just on Spotify and you don't follow me or subscribe on my YouTube channel, make sure you hop onto YouTube and find Misha Solanga, subscribe, like, you know what to do. Just do the right thing, man, do the right thing. Um, but this time around, God said, Misha, <laughs> I need you to break down another portion of scripture. And one thing I always share with you guys is that sometimes I post irregularly or it's not consistent. As you know, people would be like, no, you must be consistent. And I'm like, Ish, guys, the things of God are not done in the way of the world. So I'm not going to chase consistency, even if God is not in it. I'm not just going to push out content for the sake of pushing out content if the Holy Spirit is not in it. Remember what Moses said. He said, God, don't lead me anywhere if your spirit is not there. So even with content creation for me, I'm not just doing it because I can and because I read the Bible and I know the word. I need God to be like, this one is for the people. And finally, he said, this one is for the people. Okay, so... From today on and the next couple of, I think it's going to be about six episodes, we're going to be breaking down, say it with me, say it with me, Psalm 23. Yes. Okay. We are going to be breaking down Psalm 23 and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to be with us and he's going to enlighten us, give us wisdom, give us understanding. But yeah, Psalm 23 is where it's at and I'm going to start obviously with verse one and we're going to go in. Okay. So I'm super excited. Um, to just, to just share this with you guys and, um, teach. Cause that's where, that's where I feel like 
my heart is just when I'm doing that thing, teaching the word of God. But anyway, Psalm 23, we all know it. Um, or even if you don't, you will after this, this season, okay, or this series, sorry, you will know what Psalm 23 is. And a lot of us grew up saying Psalms 23, you know, we were taught that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. You know, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Psalm of David 23, child. So when God said to me, I need you to break down Psalm 23, I was like, okay, interesting. Um, I don't mind Jesus having to do it, uh, but I'm going to need you to give me the content. Okay. I will not rely on my own strength or on my own knowledge or on my own understanding of what Psalm 23 is, but I will wait on the Lord to reveal to me what it is he wants me to say to you guys. So we are getting into it straight into it. So verse one, Psalms 23, verse one, simple verse title. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Okay. Now. King David here makes a distinction. He says, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. So what he does when he says that is that he's establishing relationship between him and God. He's establishing relationship as so do we when we say God is my Lord or Jesus is my Lord and Savior. You know, you're establishing the level of relationship. It's like when I meet someone or I introduce someone, I'm like, so-and-so is my friend, so-and-so is my sister, so-and-so is my cousin. I'm establishing the level of relationship. I'm establishing what connects us. So King David says, the Lord is my shepherd and establishes this relationship. And what you learn as we keep going in the series is that establishing relationship is very important. It's not just a worldly thing, you know, where we're like, we need to, what's the word? Um, um, you know, when you're in a relationship or a situationship and then, you don't, de- you don't determine, you know, you don't put a name on it. You don't label it. You're like, ah, you know, no, we don't want to put labels on it. No, 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 no. With God, we put labels so that we can distinguish and establish what's going on here. Because when there is a clearly defined relationship, you can know what to expect. You know what to expect from the other and you know what to give as a person in this relationship. So if y'all are not defining your relationship with God, you're not establishing what's going on. Don't expect things from God. So belief, man, because now you're expecting blessings from God, but you won't even acknowledge him as your Lord. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself now. Many believers, like I was alluding to earlier, is that a lot of believers will say, oh, no, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But a lot of us actually only see him as a savior but not as a lord the difference there a lord we know if we've watched you know um medieval days you know those monarchs things like that this is a person who rules this is a person who rules over a kingdom who rules over their subjects the people within that kingdom that is a lord that is the king of kings, right? So, so, so a lot of us, a lot of believers, especially in this day and age, will see Jesus as their savior, but very few see him as both their savior and their Lord. What am I saying? A lot of you are okay with Jesus dying on the cross for you, but you're not okay with him actually ruling your life. Right? Let's be honest. No, we need to be honest about these things. A lot of us are okay with Jesus dying on the cross. We'll take it. 
We'll take the washing of our sins. We'll take you now, you know, making relationship between us and God. But we won't take you dictating, telling us how to live. So you're telling me you just want Jesus to end on the cross. Because remember, after he died on the cross, he resurrected, right? Three days later, he rose up and he went back to be with the Father. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father in a position of power where he is king. So now you, you guys, please now. Don't make me go off. <laughs> okay. So a lot of us, we like to keep him as just the savior because we want to dictate how we want to live. And you forget that when you accept him as your Lord and savior, you can't choose which one he must do and not do. So that's what, that's what King David is doing here. He's establishing relationship. He's like, the Lord is my shepherd. Establishing relationship. He governs me. A shepherd governs his sheep. But all of y'all don't want to be governed though. Y'all just want to say, oh no, I believe in Jesus. But if Jesus says, don't do A, B, C, and D, you're like, mm, I don't know about that now. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that, okay? If you're going to subscribe to it, subscribe fully. Get the premium account. Go in. That's the thing with God. You can't go half in. You got to go all in. Remember in Revelations, he says, I do not like, I don't want you to be lukewarm, hot or cold. Luke, no, no, no. Choose a side. Pick a side, any side, and live with your decision, okay? So, so we need to then establish that relationship. Is Jesus really your Lord? Or are you just spewing rhetoric, religious rhetoric? Oh, no, he's my Lord. He's my Savior. No, babe, let's sit back. Let's actually introspect. Is God really your Lord? If God says, don't do that, are you willing to put down and be like, okay, God, I've been tested on that recently and it happens in each phase, in each point in your life, in each season, God tests your heart. He tests where you are and how much you truly believe, how much you're willing to let go and allow him to be Lord. Okay. And in this culture that we're living in, where it's all about control and it's all about, you know, hassling and making things happen in your own power. God expects this even more because he's calling us to rest and you only rest when you relinquish control and you understand that he is the shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd, not you. Okay. So we need to establish that relationship and stop just saying things for the sake of saying things. The second part of that first verse is contingent on you establishing that relationship. You know, the second part says, I shall not want. But you can only say that confidently if the Lord actually is your shepherd. Right? Because what does a shepherd do? Ooh, I just, I just get so excited and I get ahead of myself. But what the shepherd does is that the shepherd provides for the sheep. But if you're not a part of the shepherd's sheepfold, he has no obligation to provide for you. He has no obligation to provide for you. So you, 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 you cannot expect or want the benefits of having a shepherd. Right? Of having a shepherd, but you're not submitted as a sheep. I said it. A lot of y'all... It's like this thing of someone once tweeted or they put on an Instagram and they were like, the thing with a lot of people and being in Christ is that you want the contract, you want the covenant, but you don't want to read the T's and C's and abide by them. You, you, you look at it at face value like, oh, I'm going to go to heaven when I die. It's so much deeper than that. 
It's so much deeper than that. And you're shortchanging, not God, yourself when you only see it through that lens. Right? So a lot of people are just wanting the benefits of having a shepherd. You want the provision that Jesus is going to bring. You want the blessings that Jesus is going to bestow upon you. You want the new mercies every morning. You want the joy of the Lord, but you don't want to submit as his sheep. That don't make sense. You need to introspect and come to a point where you're serious about this relationship with Jesus Christ, okay? Stop playing him because you're not, you think you're playing God, but you're actually playing yourself, okay? And y'all know, listen, for me, it's never even about like trying to be harsh. I just genuinely want people to come to an understanding of how deep this thing with God is and how much he wants you. He's pursuing you every single day. If you are not in relationship with him, Every day that you're alive, every morning that you wake up is a sign that he still has an assignment on your life. He still has a purpose. He still wants to know you. And if you open Instagram and he's reaching out through me, through whoever, you know, you listen to a worship song. He's reaching out to you. He's calling you closer. He's calling you deeper. And you go to church and they preach and there's a word and the Holy Spirit's beckoning you to come in. But you ignore all of these things because you don't want to be, you don't want to be ruled over. You just want someone to die for you, but not, not to, not to run your life. So yeah. Anyway, let's get into the second part. This concept of a shepherd, right? King David uses the imagery of a shepherd because it's the closest thing that can, you know, and, and that was culturally um, um, correct or culturally relevant at the time is the relationship between a shepherd and his flock. It depicts the relationship that God has with us as his people, as his children, as his sons. Okay. Um, 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 because of at the time it was an agrarian, you know, culture and society shepherds were the closest thing, as I said, to replicate or to, to, to picture, there you go, to picture the relationship between us and God. Okay. So he says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. So another thing, never read the Bible in isolation. Jesus confirms what King David says about him being a shepherd. You go to John 10 verse 14. Jesus goes there and he, he says that I am the good shepherd. Right? So, 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 so it's not that King David was just like thumb sucking this thing. Remember the word of God is inspired by God himself. Okay. So Jesus comes now in the new Testament somewhere older and he, he attests to what King David says is I am a good shepherd. Right. And, and if you read that whole chapter, you'll see that truly Jesus is such a good shepherd. He provides for sheep. You know, he protects. He even says that he will leave the 99 to go find the one that is lost. And that is the relationship of Jesus and us, the church. Okay. So David then establishes his relationship with Jesus and how Jesus treats us within the context of this relationship. Right. So with that said, we can now explore that, that other part, which says, I shall not want. Now, being believers, being people in general, can we truly say we don't want? Because, I mean, even in this moment, there are some things that I want, <laughs> you know. But when we bring it to context and what King David was actually saying at this point in time is that he was saying with boldness that if Jesus, if God is my shepherd, Ne? And remember, we established relationship of what it means to have a shepherd. It means to have someone who literally just think, guys, think, think contextually, think about a shepherd. I don't know if you guys have been to the, to the lilies, you know, I don't know if you have lilies and in your lilies, if there are farms or if your grandparents had sheep, um, you know, 
There is a shepherd, a person who herds the sheep, who takes them to grass to eat, who takes them to a place with water that they may drink. If they go where they're not supposed to go, he uses his rod and his staff and he brings them back to where they're supposed to be. If they misbehave, he disciplines them, right? He protects and he keeps and he makes sure that they go where they are supposed to go, right? So this 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 part of King David saying, I shall not want, it then speaks to that relationship. You're about everything I need. My shepherd will provide. Ne? Do I need food? He'll make sure that I eat. Am I thirsty? He will make sure that there's water for me to drink. Now, it might not be Coca-Cola, but he'll make sure you have water. See, with Jesus, you've got to, there's got, there's got to be a, it's not about what you want. He will always provide what you need. And that's where the issue comes in is that, but Misha, I want certain things. It's because what you want isn't what you need. That's why you'll always feel like you're lacking is because you're looking through a fleshly lens. When you actually sit back in the spirit and you're like, actually, you know what? I've got clothes to wear. I've got shoes to wear. I've got a roof over my head. I've got food to eat every day. I've got everything that I need to survive, to live. The, the want comes in when we start looking outside now and we're like, oh, but I don't have designer clothes. That's not what you need. I don't have name brand shoes. But that's not what Jesus promised. He said, I will take care of you. I will give you everything you need. You shall not want. The want comes from our fleshly desires. Because if we actually sit down and look introspectively and we look around us, we have everything that we need and more. But because we're human and we, we don't always put on the mind of Christ, we start looking through the flesh Ah, but so-and-so has, oh, they have the new Nike or they have that new jacket from Zara or they have those boots from Zara. But that's not what King David is saying. He's saying, I shall not want, meaning I have something. It might not be what they have, but I have. Anne, the, re the reason I keep talking about relationship, you know, is that a lot of people, we keep saying, I know God. But you're not submitted to God because when you're submitted to God, you, you take what he gives you and you relish it. You treasure it. I think it's Matthew, it's Matthew 6 where he says, do not worry about what you will wear, what you will eat, what you will drink. For if he takes care of the birds of the air and the grass of the field, how much more? He dresses the lilies of the valley. How much more do you mean to him that he won't take care of you? If the birds wake up and there's food for them to eat, there's, there's water for them to drink, how much more you? Because the birds of the air and, 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 and all of these other creatures and creations, they were spoken word. They came too with word. Not to say he doesn't care about them. He loves them. He cares about them too. That's how he provides for them. But how much more me and you that he took the time to form, that he took the time to knit. He says in Jeremiah, I knew you. I knew you in your mother's womb when you were concealed and you weren't even an idea in your parents' mind. I knew you and I formed you. So how much, why would he take the time to form you if he's not going to provide for you? Because whatever he calls into being, he will provide for. That's on period. Okay. So that concept of not wanting, it's not that your flesh is not going to say you want something else or you want a new car, you want a, uh, you want a better house, you want a better apartment, you want a better whatever the case may be. That's flesh. But spirit says, I have everything that I need. 
spirit says i shall not lack let me let me let me read this let me read this for you um what the word want in hebrew the word the the word in hebrew want translated actually says it means no shortage you will have no shortage you will have no deficiency you will have no deprivation and you will have no scarcity that then means that all you need god will provide Remember the story of Elijah after he had the whole situation with um, Jezebel and he was running away and he was scared that Jezebel was going to come for him. He was in a secluded place with no provision. He had no food, nothing. But you know what God did? God called him towards a place that had a river or a stream. So water was provided for him. Then God sent ravens to bring him meat to eat. He didn't have a banquet. He wasn't in a palace eating five course meals, but he had what he needed. He had enough to sustain him. And what we don't realize is that God always gives us what we need to sustain us. He might not always give us what we want, but trust and believe he will give you what you need. And the moment you start taking on that perspective, Yokuti, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want. You will see things so differently. You will be appreciative more because you know that truly and verily he does provide. He always provides, okay? The problem with us and wanting things is that we're looking. You know, we're very unfortunate. We, we live in an unfortunate time that we, are, we have access to what everyone else has. Sorry. We can see. You just click on Instagram. You see what everyone else has. And immediately it goes back to, oh, but I don't have that. And when you move with an assurance that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Oh, do you guys know that song? I just like, oh, that song kills, man. But truly, you have everything that you need. Your, his goodness and his mercy follows us. His provision follows us. Right? So this, as I wrap up this specific episode on the Psalm 23 breakdown, what I'm trying to communicate is that you need what that first verse means and what God wants us to understand when we recite Psalm 23 and the first verse specifically is that determine the relationship. Because a lot of you are saying that you know Jesus, you love Jesus, but your actions don't correlate. Relationship is more than what you claim it to be, what you say it is. It must be backed up by action, right? I can't say I'm committed to Jesus, but I don't treat him well, but I don't obey his word ne? because remember in the book of first i think it's first john he says you can't say you love me if you don't obey my word okay you can't say you love me if you don't obey my word so we need to <clears throat> define the relationship is he really your lord and savior or is he just your savior define that and then move graduate to making him your lord not just your savior <clears throat> And once we've defined the relationship, then we need to step into that boldness of saying, I may not have everything I want, but I sure as heaven have everything that I need. And then start being grateful for that. Okay? Yes. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for that beautiful word. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that whoever needed to hear this word heard it. As you say, Jesus, in your word, he who has ears, let him hear. Okay? Thank you, Father God. Just for this moment, for this time, thank you, Father God, for this platform to be able to share your word and to bring people into a deeper understanding and a knowledge of your word. 
I pray, Father God, that you may bring them deeper in relationship with you, that you may give them a deeper understanding of who you are. And I pray, Father God, that you may bring that conviction unto them. That's not my job. I've done my part, Holy Spirit. Now you go off and you do your work. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you are on my Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you are on um, Google Podcasts, wherever you're at, make sure you follow my um, Abide Little Page channel. Um, and if you are not on my YouTube, jump onto YouTube and watch the, um, the visual version, the video. Um, like, subscribe, comment. I cannot wait to hear from you what you guys think about this. Um, let me know what were some of the thoughts you know that the Holy Spirit kind of dropped in you and made you or made emphasis on for you. I cannot wait to engage with you on this topic. Also, next week, we'll be back with episode two of the um, Psalm 23 breakdown. Um, and we're going to finish it. All six verses. We're going to break it down by the grace of God. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in both on YouTube and on Spotify. I love you all so much. And I pray blessings. I pray peace. I pray joy over your lives. Goodbye. <laughs>